Welcome to Constant Struggle. I'm Nick Watson. And I'm Bree Watson. Uh, this is episode number 42 of the Constant Struggle podcast, and it features uh, improviser Janet Davidson, who is a teacher at the Second City uh, and that's Training where, Center. Yeah. That's where we're where we are right now. It's true. Whoa. I mean, like, probably not when you're listening to it. I mean, we... But maybe. Oh, let's try... No, let's not do that. Yeah. What do you mean, like, sleep over? Yeah. No. No. Uh, yeah, so our guest, uh, Janet, is uh, an improviser. Just moved back from Vancouver. She was out in Vancouver for a little bit where she was working with uh, Vancouver Theater Sports. Uh, she came out with a show out there called Hashtag No Filter that still runs. So you can for sure check that out if you're on the West Coast. West Side. Yeah, and we talked about a lot of cool things today. Including the best sandwich in the world. It's true. So yeah, check it out. We talk about uh, improv. No, we didn't. Oh, yeah, we, we did. did. We yeah, we did. We talked about improv. That did come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and then uh, different struggles um, relating to... Life. Life, like we do. So... And how improv can help those struggles in for life. For sure, yeah. Cool. How's, how's that work? Well... I guess you'll have to listen. There you go. It's episode 42. Struggle on! <laughs> doing that now uh cool i kind of feel, welcome to constant struggle See, okay. you have to it's like yeah, yeah it makes Thank you, you cool. feel more at home more comfortable uh yeah it's a sense of relief now that we're all on the same page yeah we know what this is yeah it's not another podcast that we've already won yeah yeah that'd be that'd be strange yeah welcome to some different podcasts what but we're the same host what yeah exactly very confusing yeah that other voice that you hear on the podcast right now is uh, Janet Davidson, our uh, esteemed guest. Thank you. Who's an improviser. Yes. And an actor. Yes. Uh, other things? Um, I would say mostly improv and acting. Great. Yeah. Cool. So no wood carving. No, not yet. Okay. Scratch that out of your notes, Nick. Right. Yeah. I had like a whole series of questions. <laughs> Did you for real? Yeah, like go with the grain or Oh, dance. I see. I thought you meant like in general for Janet. Oh, uh, well, no, I've got a couple, but it'll just come out naturally. Oh, yeah. okay. And all I gotta do is pod naturally. It's okay. the Beatles. It's the Beatles right there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> they were ahead of their time with the whole knowing about podcasts. Yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah. I thought so. And continue to think so. Uh, cool, yeah. So we're, uh, we're currently at the Second City Training Center using their facilities to help... Uh, facilitate this podcast thank you uh janet i understand you are a an instructor here at the second city training center yes i do instruct great why don't you tell us a little bit how you got into sort of improv oh man i got into improv when i was a teenager oh so that's approximately a while ago (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah so i was i did the canadian improv games oh cool yeah we were not good Uh we were not where what school what high school like Um, where was that so it was uh kdss which is king harden district secondary school um so king harden which is about four hours away on Lake Huron. Ah, yeah. 
good lake. It's a great lake. <laughs> is it? It's God. really. It's, <laughs> it's technically a great lake. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Good. Good. Uh, I thought you did that on purpose. No, no, no. For, it, it, it did. Okay. Yeah. No, I just like really was like, but it is. But it's, it's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that's nice. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. No, no, it's great. It's for sure. Yeah, I bet. I yeah, bet. I bet. Yeah. Okay. Lake. Right. Okay. Lakes. Uh, cool. So that's where you went to high school. That's where you started doing improv. Yeah. So your school had like a history of having a team. No. Oh. Like I don't think that they really had a team. Like we didn't really have much of a draw. Like we did a draw <laughs> program. It just was like I don't think it was. Like, at some schools, it's just, like, on a pedestal. Like, you know, yeah. oh, my gosh, you want to get on the team. But, like, I think the team was made out of people who wanted to be on the team. You didn't really have <laughs> Did to they run it, or was it, like, a te- uh, drama teacher that did it? Was it was a drama teacher, yeah. Oh, okay. But, like, I think he, like, I think it was called the Funny Bones. Aw, that's cute. Yeah, but, like, it was all very cute. <laughs> None of us were that funny. <laughs> right. Because yeah. you all had bones. We did. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Okay, so fast forward. You finished school. Yeah. Um, I went away, and I went to Algonquin College, and I took theater arts. Ah. Yeah. Where's Algonquin? That's Ottawa. Yeah, it is Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. I should know that. Should I know. lived there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Theater and, arts, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so just learning all the different aspects of theater. So we did, like, sound design. We did lighting design. Oh, cool. We right. did, like, we wrote our own stuff. So we, we ended up doing all different parts. Cool. Yeah. Did you like that? What did you, what'd you think about that? I loved doing the first year. I hated doing the second year. What was like the difference? Well, the first year was like that was where we did like put up a new piece every week. And okay. Then the second year was like all about just working towards like uh, bigger productions. I like the faster turnover. Oh, right. Which I think. Why? Because you get to try loads of whole different stuff all the time. And totally. Then, right. Yeah. That's so cool. So you know how to do like lighting and sound design and that kind. Of, not no. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All that stuff is like not applicable. Uh, I guess the technology has probably like changed. There's pretty yeah, significant. It's all on an iPhone now. Oh, yeah. you just walk oh in. look, I can do it on mine. There you yeah. go. <laughs> design. Oh, there's like there's an app for that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So then um, after that, I think I stuck around Ottawa for like a year. Nice. You're smart. Mm-hmm. I did it for seven. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, after school, two two extra years after school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I just was, and then I was like, goodbye. Thank you, Ottawa. <laughs> uh, and then I came to Toronto and yeah. And then I did stand up like oh. very briefly. Um, cool. Like, then, did you take courses, or you were just like, "That's I, it. I'm hitting some open mics." No, I took courses. I'm, oh, cool. I'm a course girl. Like, let's learn <laughs> this and then do it. And then, yeah. And then I, after that, I took a few classes, um, and then I eventually auditioned for the conservatory and got into that. Yeah. And now you teach here. And now I teach here. Like, cool. Didn't happen quite like no. right after. It, like, it kind of sounded that way. It was <laughs> yeah, like, oh, this I, is straightforward. Everyone's yeah. going to learn how to do that now. How to become a teacher yeah, that at was... the second city. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, yeah, and then I worked for some other companies. Um, yeah, you like you were at uh, the ITC for a bit. ITC for a bit, yeah. Was it a bad dog ever? Uh, I did. I worked with the youth and teen program oh, there. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, so I ran that for about a year and a bit. Yeah, we've had a couple of people on the podcast who did the ITC. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. It was the improv school that existed for a time, and now it's not here. Yeah. Yeah. Say la vie. Yeah. And Bad Dog's still around, right? Bad mm-hmm. Dog is, yes, still yeah. around. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And we're allowed to say that name even though we're in here? 
Uh, yes, we okay. will catch but flames. In, yeah, <laughs> we should be fine. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but whisper. Yeah. Security's at the door. Is that <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's just a giant bulldog. <laughs> Bad. All right, okay. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, and then I started teaching here after I did uh, summer camps for a bit. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I was a camp assistant for a few years. Uh, Wait, like improv camps? Or yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. With so, here? Yeah. Okay. That's the thing you yeah. were telling me to go to. Yeah. Cool. So you led camps. Yeah. Improv camps. Yeah, so I started off as a teacher assistant with camps, yeah. and then grew that way, and then I ended up teaching camps, and then I ended up teaching uh, the drop-ins, and then I taught level A, and so on. I taught cool. for the improv for anxiety. Ooh. Yeah. So level A, that's like people who want to, that's not the camp anymore, that's like grown-ups doing that's it, right? grown-ups, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's people who are just interested in and that, intro to improv. It, okay, cool. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like it's the opening level. Yeah. <laughs> it's the top of the alphabet, but all right, cool. Yeah. Do you like teaching? I do. I do like teaching quite a bit. Um, I find if I teach too much, then I get tapped out. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to have a balance of performing and teaching. Oh, I see. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Like, if I teach, like, three classes a day, I'm tapped out. Well, but it's more about the balance between getting the teaching and the performing. Yeah, yeah, And I think it's also just, like, yeah, I think it's just, for me, if I was to teach that long, I'd be like, oh, my God, I need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan of naps. How, how much are you teaching now? Here? I have one class a week. And how long is that? Like, an hour? Three hours. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That's, those are long classes. Yeah. Although today I got a drop-in, and that was only two hours, because that's more of a, like, this is what the program is all about. Like, come dip your toes in, see oh, okay. if you like it. It's a sampler platter. It, that's yeah. exactly what they call it on the, they're like, make sure you tell people it's a sampler platter. Uh, so I used those <laughs> that term for nice. the first time today. I have not heard that term, but oh, now okay. I will use it. Yeah. Oh, it's a thing. Yeah, oh. It's on now. Everything's all about samples. Yeah. And platters. Okay, the stuff I wanted to know about is like when you make it to Second City, it feels very much like you're on the road. This is what Mike Myers did and all the other guys in SNL. Mm -hmm. My point is like, how does that feel when you first start here? Like, are you like, everything's coming up Millhouse and going <laughs> great? Or do you see like everybody else who's here and you're like, oh man, there's just so many more levels to get to if I ever want to make like SNL or... Uh, anything like on TV over here in Canada, like CBC or anything like that? Well, I mean, like one thing is I think like talking about the training center because that's where I work for here. So yeah. I think I think when you come on, there is a, there's a sense of I mean, like there's a sense of pride that comes with it of yeah. like being like I'm representing this company and I think so highly of the people who work here um, and being a part of that. That's one part of it, and then in addition to that, of like also looking at such. Um, established people it can be kind of like intimidating yeah. as well so you're just like oh my god like i've seen them do uh like that amazing scene or like i know what a fantastic teacher they are and they know things inside and out so it's a bit of both like you're like i'm uh, feeling prideful but then also being like and being surrounded by so many wonderful people yeah are you getting some imposter syndrome at that point or you're just too busy by like just trying to keep it going here. I think when I first started, I had that feeling yeah. of like, oh God, 
Oh God, they're gonna find me out. Um, they're gonna know. Uh, I think now just being more established in my career and just knowing myself more, then I'm just, I'm able to maneuver those things better. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I know this about Janet, but you don't. But she took, recently took a trip to Vancouver. Yes. To sort of help yourself find yourself on that journey, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like, I kind of felt like I was doing the same things over and over again. So I really wanted to take a break and not take a break. I wanted to change things. So I was in Vancouver for uh, 18 months. And while I was there, I worked for Vancouver Theater Sports. And I also worked for Instant Theater. So for me, that was a really great opportunity to figure out what I do and how I do it. Uh Right? Because one thing is, is that I played very differently than the people there. So that was both a positive and a negative at times, cool. right? Like sometimes we'd be like, "Cool, I know exactly what this is," and I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> like I'm, I'm. What are some of the differences that you would have noticed between Vancouver performers and, and Toronto performers? I just oh god, this question brings so much anxiety. Out of oh, me. I'm sorry. Well, because then it's like it's like it's apples and oranges, right? Like it's two different. Not, yeah, I don't want to know like what's better or what's no, worse. Like, yeah. It's more like how is it different? Well, I mean they're very much more game based. Okay, right? And I don't think being, or Toronto is very game based. Like short form, game. short form yeah. games, right? Like and whose line type stuff. Totally. Yeah. So that is like that's their style. That's their style. Well, it makes sense because they have a very like Johnstonian background, I imagine, right? Because he's from Alberta, or he worked a lot in Alberta. Keith Johnstone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know if that would. They might not. (laughs) They might. Maybe not. Maybe it didn't cross over the mountains. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of different schools of thought, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So, but I know that that's predominantly where the style comes from. So it's very, uh, like, Mm joke-based, right? Like, finding the next joke, finding the next joke. Fast and jokey. Fast and jokey. Like, uh, Wait, sorry, that's Vancouver. Yes. To hear where it's more about the game. Yeah, I think that there's a lot more, uh, like, relationship scenes, and we build up towards it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it goes, like, um, that idea of, like, we focus more on long form here. Sure. Right? So we have 20 minutes yeah. to, like, like figure it out. Yeah, yeah, we have 20 minutes. Whereas they're, like, it's five-minute game, five-minute game, five-minute game. So you're, like, I got five minutes. You only got five yeah. minutes to say it. world. I know it's four minutes. I mean, some scenes are four minutes. Yeah, so, that's true. Some yeah. of them are faster. <laughs> <laughs> or shorter, I should say. <laughs> Time-wise. Uh, so now I want to know, which did you prefer? No, I'm oh, not no! <laughs> no, I don't want to know that. Because, uh, yeah, they're different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and did you like, uh, so in the two theaters you performed with or worked for in Vancouver, they're both improv theaters? Yes, they're both improv theaters. Cool. So they're yeah. theaters devoted entirely to performing improv. Yes. Interesting. Correct. That doesn't happen. There's that isn't even what the Second City is. I know. Yeah. Yeah. How's how are the crowds? Pretty good. Um. Yeah. I mean, like I did perform for the general public for the most part, but that's also because I didn't know anybody. Okay. So like, <laughs> they could have been improvisers. They, they could have all been improvisers <laughs> the whole time. I just didn't know. Um, they yeah. did seem very surprised by all of the games that I was like, they should have known. I was like, don't you guys know this game? Do I really need to explain it? Oh, no. yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like it was fun. Yeah. Uh, did you do, like, what kind of what kind of personal discovery did, did you I, Did you encounter? Oh, man. So <laughs> many personal 
personal discoveries. Uh, yeah, and I think the thing about being in Vancouver is like, I didn't really know anyone. So I was like, cool. So like, I'm going to be like, hey, let's go, like, let's go hang out. Let's go see a movie. I didn't have that. You did make friends with a yoga mat like they all do. I, no, yeah, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I kind of think of like, instead of like having a safety net of just being like, great, how do I, how do I navigate this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, how did, did you? you? <laughs> oh, man. Tune in next week. Uh, I'm trying to dodge all your questions. Uh, yeah, I think what it was like, just like you, I just had to dig in. Yeah. Like, I just had to be like, okay, this is what I have. This is what I had to deal with. Also, the fact that like, if I phoned up my parents, they were just like, they were already worried about me. So oh, I no. tried not to like worry them. I'd just be like, I'm fine. I'm great. Everything's great. Bye. <laughs> la di da Kind of. Uh. So, yeah, I think it was, like, just... To just hang out with the other improv, uh, improvisors? Why is that hard to say? I don't know, man. <laughs> um, not necessarily. Like, I mean, I definitely found some people that I connected with. Yeah. Um, but I think it was just a lot of, like, I think when we are in this community, we are very fortunate and we are very lucky and we have a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then to just kind of be like, great, this is these are the situations I'm in and this is how I have to get out of it. So really, like, being like, well, what is really sitting and be like okay well what's coming up for me right now mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i don't know if i can if i'm articulating this and well enough yes okay everything you say is perfect great you know that uh so yeah i mean like one thing i discovered was that um like i i growing up i was always um like it was under the cloak of being anxious. Mm-hmm. But what I realized is that I'm actually not, it's being hypersensitive. Right. Right? So just like the idea of like grounding myself in before a show, right? Of just being like, cool, great. I know I need to get there beforehand and I know I need to get myself ready for a show. Like acclimatized to it? Like the space or just being just like, mentally just being there, right? Just yeah. getting prepared. Mm. Uh where do you think the hypersensitivity comes from? I think I just was born that way. I think it is like we just are very Lady Gaga, right? Uh, no, that's interesting. Did you, you have siblings? I have a sister. A sister. I think that's interesting, especially uh, because a lot of time I find people are using comedy as sort of a mask to hide a lot of their emotional sensitivities and that kind of stuff. I find it uh, for me. <laughs> it helps in like awkward situations where you don't want to like if you've got that hypersensitivity you're reading the other person in the room and you're like oh my god they're judging me every minute and if I'm not entertaining or if I don't make them laugh well, that sounds like anxiety I'm, that is anxiety yes. like for me it's like if I leave a room and then like walk back into the room and something's happened you'll notice through the body language you'll notice through like the way in which people are looking or not looking at each other so being aware on that of like on a certain level Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's not on um like it's a subconscious level so i can walk back in the room and be like something's up i don't know what's up yeah something's up right it's like you're an empath yeah like on star trek yeah i was gonna say (laughs) tasha yar but that's incorrect no she was a A dead security guard yeah she fucked data whoa whoa Remember that? Yeah. Great. First season. <laughs> I think I still knew that even though I don't watch Star Trek. 
Uh, more like you can like uh, you can pick up on what other people are feeling. Yeah, very like, much so. I think a lot. I think that goes hand in hand with a lot of people who have anxiety, uh, mm-hmm. because sometimes it's like you pick up on things that other people could be feeling. You interpret that as this is how they're feeling. This yes. is how they are feeling because of how I am talking to them or dealing with them or how I am with them right now. Yes. Uh, and then of course you don't know what they're feeling. You don't know no, what they're totally. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you're still like you carry that, you pick up that burden anyway because you're like I want them to be comfortable. I want them to like me. I want right, right, right. Yeah, because yeah, you're always like people pleasing. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's being aware of that and not needing to do that anymore. Right. Does that make sense? It's yeah. Just being like, cool, great. I recognize something's going on. I don't know what it is. I don't have the knowledge. Nor do you need to. No, totally. Right. But counselor Deanna Troy would have that knowledge. She would know for sure because she Sorry, that was bugging me. I had to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> How you long are you there. sitting on that? Uh, about a minute. <laughs> took me a while. I was like, she's the Beta Z, the blue uniform. She needs commander by the end of the season. <laughs> Anthony Rapp is in the new season. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, it's all shooting in through. Well, it's like, apparently it's already, yeah. like, started. Yeah, it's on. Uh, it's on. on. It's is on. It like, Claire McConnell? Isn't yeah. she in it now? Yeah. Yeah. A uh, lady who was on House Cove here at the Second City is on Star Trek. Oh, my God, that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Back to empathy and, yeah. and anxiety. Yeah, the, it runs throughout comedy, it seems like. For sure. Yeah. And... Improv, but but how is that something like, was that something that you noticed in Toronto, but you didn't really address until you got to Well, I think Vancouver? it was like, yeah, I think it was once I got to Vancouver, like all the distractions were away. Ah, so you had to fucking deal with it. So I just was like, great, I have this thing, I don't necessarily know what it is, and now I just have to figure it out, Right. you know? And just being like, cool, great, like when, I like, when does it act up? When is it fine, mm-hmm. right? So one of the techniques you found was getting to like getting to a show early and like sort of totally or getting to a class early or like you know what I mean I'm one of those people like if I rush in and that energy follows me Mm. yeah or like getting to an audition early yeah yeah I never do that I feel like that's why I never get any gigs someone's like (laughs) unless like the gig was for somebody who needed (laughs) the commercials were like (laughs) Metamucil I just had a nice calm PM (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) it came out that's what counts I'm such a sweaty mess right now. Yeah. Okay, well, now you're back in Toronto. Yeah. You're back teaching. Yeah. How do you feel? Like, do you feel like it's it was a helpful trip to come back and be like, boom, like, I know more about Janet now? Totally. I think so as well. Like, definitely growing pains throughout that. Mm. But, yeah, I think that I was like, cool, great. I have this knowledge of myself now. Did you, like, um, like anybody else professionally to, to help discover that? Or? Yeah, it was actually, uh, yeah, there was somebody who pointed it out, and I was like, thank you, mm. right? Um, there is a book, Ooh. which I will now. Book it book is The Highly Sensitive Person. Oh. Yeah. So if this relates to you, check out that book. So um, We'll put some links up on our yeah. social medias. <laughs> Nice. I'm sure this book will be like, oh, just take off from me. <laughs> yeah, so I think that was uh, a really useful discovery. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So do you like cry a lot? Um, uh, yeah. No. 
a normal it's amount. Like <laughs> I don't know. I think like crying is like so healthy and so like releasing. Although I do not do it anymore since I started taking anti-anxiety medicine. Oh, okay. <laughs> when was the crying happening? Happening? Oh, just like stress. Like we, um, I would get so like oh. mad and frustrated that I would just like cry and like okay. smash things and then like yeah. No, I'm not oh. getting that. No, not no. I, like I gotta remember when I was with, a kid, I used to cry a lot. Every once in a while, like a passionate song. Yeah, it's just like feelings. No, stop it. You're just allowed to have feelings, Nick. Yeah, but I'm just because you're a man doesn't mean you yeah, can't feel you can feelings. I don't want to have feelings. Yes, you do. <laughs> I want to work. And they come on my uh, playlist. It's like, oh fuck! <laughs> no, you'll make well, it. Well, don't listen to that song. No, yeah, it's not the that song. That was like a go-to song. No, it's just like passionate ones. Like, I don't know. It was My Chemical Romance for yeah, sure. Oh my god. <laughs> There's apparently a Dell one that if you listen to you will cry oh like it's set up that like if you don't cry in this song you're a monster you're broken yeah <laughs> oh man i gotta find out what song that is see if it works right. <laughs> see if i still have a soul just play it on repeat yeah yeah <laughs> until it finally breaks me <laughs> you're allowed to laugh i feel like you're suppressing your laughter oh really yeah you're like oh okay i didn't notice well i'm not gonna force it now <laughs> ah, there it is. There we go. Uh, Nick, do you have a question for Janet? Uh, no, I was enjoying the uh, looking at anxiety and issues like that. Oh, I went through that stuff. I was trying to figure me out because I was angry a lot and didn't yeah. want to be anymore. And I think it's a lot of it was based on, well, that's how I would handle anxiety and stuff. Yeah, people right. deal with it like differently, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, like there's obviously like improper anxiety and stuff like that. Oh, well, let's talk yeah, about let's that. Yeah, let's go there. That's Well, I mean, like, I don't I don't teach for that right now. Okay. So but I you did. But I did. Um, but I think that it, there is, like, just a... I mean, I think improv is just, like, a really wonderful tool, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it has lots of applications. And what's really great about improv when dealing with anxiety is that you're constantly asked to be present and you're constantly asked to be making choices. Totally. Mm-hmm. So that ends up helping people who uh, are suffering from anxiety, right? Because uh-huh. that can stop them from making choices and stop them from being present, right? Because often you think, like, the choice I make is going to be wrong. Yeah, or like this choice is going to have consequences. Yeah. The really good yep. thing about improv is it's like there's no consequence to your choices. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, be respectful, be kind. Mm-hmm. But like when we're doing an improv scene, as long as we are respectful of the teacher, your students, and the environment, like you can't really do wrong. Yeah, you're not going to set anything on fire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that people who have anxiety are triggered back to something that has happened in their past. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. Got a couple things going on in my brain right now. Great. Um, first one is like, when you're in high school and you're getting ready for university and or college or whatever, uh, it feels like every choice you're making. Sorry, I'm, that's me. Yeah, no, uh, no, no, I, it feels like your whole life is just a series of like, oh my god, huge decisions and stuff like that. So totally. it's no wonder people are after they're in their twenties and their thirties and experiencing like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like they don't like when they go to a McDonald's and they have to pick between like a uh, Big Mac or a quarter pounder. It feels like super tense. Like, oh my god, which which stream do I have to go into? First of all, your first mistake was going to McDonald's. Oh god, it's not one. I was like fucking in the door. I'm gonna die now because I picked it. Go to Wendy's, obviously. Those chicken tenders. Yes. This podcast is sponsored by Wendy's. Um, yeah, I think that that 
yeah, like we do get uh, we do get that feeling from an early age of like this choice has an effect on yeah. our life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that can be hard, right? And as you get older, um, you know, when you get like paralyzed by that fear, then you're like, I don't want to make choices. Yeah. 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 Okay. And the second place I want to like the the being present and stuff. How do you see that helping everything? Well, I mean, like, I don't know the. I think it's the power of now. Yeah. Of like when you get wrapped up in that story that takes you out of the current narrative that's uh-huh. happening between us because you're reminded of something else that happened in your past and that's swirling around in your mind. So you're not really connected with what's going on in front of you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anxiety a lot of the times is the fear of what's to come or obsessing over things that have already happened. So when yeah, you're, it's like both of them at the same time. Sometimes. Just yeah. So when you're forced to be in the present, in the moment, mm-hmm. then all you can't worry about that other stuff. That other stuff, there's no, there's no point in worrying about that other stuff because that is stuff you cannot control. The only stuff you can control is what is happening right now in the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. If yeah. I can jump on what you said there. Get aboard. I'm on the ship. Love it. Um, yeah, there's one exercise that I do, which I end up doing with more uh, advanced students or students that I coach, where it's like a synchronized clapping, where you literally need to be connected to your partner, clap, clap, and like you can see the people who are connected and in the moment, you know, and it's something that you work towards, right? Because you want that presentness when you're mm. on stage. You want that connectivity when you're on stage. I'm connected to all these people into this moment. Well, it's such a nice rhythmic one, too. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of, like, rhythm to, to comedy. Yeah. I was doing that exercise with... Timing! <laughs> Damn it, Nick! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was doing that exercise. I did... Uh, I directed a, uh, like, hour-long one-act play, which was improvised. Oh. And, um, and we ended up doing it, and we were doing synchronized... The synchronized clapping before, and all you hear is, like... And then uh, Alistair Cook just was like, are you hitting them? And I was like, yes. It's <laughs> the only way to learn. He's like, yeah. But the thing is, is they're doing great work. So I'm not going to stop. You don't question the process. Please, do not. Oh, that's cool. Directing a one. At, where was that? Was that in Vancouver or here? So that was through Instant Theater, and we took that to Austin, Texas. Oh, cool. So that was part of the... Uh, Improvised play festival at oh, Hideout Theater. That's so cool that that's a festival. Yeah. Yeah. In Austin, eh? Oh man. Yeah. It was. Is that part of South by or South by Southwest? Yeah. Okay. Because so, yeah, no, they do have comedy, but yeah. I don't yeah, know. I didn't know if that was like the Edinburgh Festival, where it's like a whole bunch of different uh, artsy things going on at the same time. I think like Austin is just like a really cool artsy. It was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Place. Which is weird because the rest of Texas is so like very conservative. Yeah, I think yeah. their big cities are pretty. Yeah, I guess that makes liberal. sense. Yeah, uh, but especially artsy. Uh, Austin's Austin, super. Yeah. yeah, like music and theater. The draft mm-hmm. house. I don't know what that is. Alamo draft house. I think is that like it's like one of the first places where you can get like a nice meal and while you're watching your movie and it's right. like a rep cinema. Ooh la la. Yeah, we should go to Austin. Let's do it. Is there a podcast festival? Probably. Is there an improvised podcast festival? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't all podcasts improvised? 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I guess some. No. 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 Uh, I listened to this podcast called Stuff You Missed in History. Shout oh. out. And they for sure have like show notes where they're definitely like reading stuff. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but they just have such delightful, like charming voices that you think like, oh, they just know this and are talking just confidently and they know what they're talking about. No, for sure not reading. Yeah. But they've got to be reading. You can't memorize all that stuff. Well, maybe it's just like. Talking points. Yeah, talking points. Yeah. Cow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just got back from Chicago where the whole, like, the whole yeah. premise of this thing was, uh, like, uh, improv and mental health. Which is great. So I think the more we talk about, like, how uh, improv can be a tool for helping people, like, cope with anxiety. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's becoming, like, more, like, seen as an actual tool. Like, not yeah. just, like, oh, you could sign up for a fun little comedy class. It might help your anxiety. It's, like, no, like, professionals are using it as a tool in their practice to actually help people with anxiety. And I think it's like when people leave those classes, they feel good, they're happy, right? Yeah. When you feel leave a therapy session, you feel good and you just probably cry. That's a good point. But yeah. there's some release to that. Totally. Yeah. Well, uh, that yeah, that's one thing that um, Rachel Mason, uh, I'm sorry, I dropped something. Mm-hmm. Uh, said uh, was was that improv can provide you the same sort of release that yeah. you get in therapy, uh, mm. but but often there isn't the person there who is qualified oh, right. to help you to handle it afterwards, like totally. after that release has come. Yeah. Because you'd be like, oh, this feels so good, but like a proper therapist is going to be like, great, tell me more, what happened, why, you know, let's fix it, let's learn more about you, yada, Let's yada, make yada. that happen again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas here it's just like, well, shit, that was fun, you know. <laughs> Bye, see ya. Maybe never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, you've also uh, taught uh, like more advanced classes strictly for women. Yeah. Oh. Um, I ran a class which is called Iron Maidens. Oh, awesome. Yeah, which is uh, really fun, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed teaching that. What was the, what did that like consist of? Um. Well, I mean, like, I think I want to revisit it and restructure it because there's some parts I'm like, I really like this. And there's some parts that I'm like, no, I don't really like this that much. I think what I'd like it to be in the future is I'd like it to be a place in which women can come and this is a place in which they can work on things that they feel um, uh, vulnerable at. Sure. Like, this is not a strength for me and I want to strengthen this. Uh, In addition to that, I want it to be a place in which uh, women can come and... um, also really understand what they're good at yeah what they bring to the table yeah so uh is that something that you noticed that that was being overlooked in like improv classes or anything no i just i sometimes don't when you have a set curriculum you can kind of miss out on what people are doing great right right so it's like specifically like great you are hitting this out of the park Mm -hmm. right like this is something that you bring to the table Mm -hmm. to know that and then i also think sometimes when there's a place in which we feel uh we don't want to go there Mm -hmm we kind of back off from it. Yeah. Right? So we're just like, nope, I don't, Yeah. I don't do that. Uh, as opposed to like, cool, great, this is a place in which I know is sensitive for me and let's explore it. Kind of. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I want to bring to it. So why just all women? Um, I think that... Um, Not meant as a judgment, more, more as a curiosity. Curiosity, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Um, I think uh, I think there's like I don't know I'm gonna be very candid. I think one thing is like when it comes to working with women, um, uh, there is a drop off point 
with women. Women tend to not continue on, and um, uh, and I sometimes feel like because improv can have an aggressive, uh, competitive, yeah, competitive. Yeah. Those things kind of uh, are very. Uh, celebrated mm -hmm. so when you don't embody those things then it can be a little bit more of a struggle yeah um, oh ding, 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 ding. sorry we get excited <laughs> when we hear the word struggle what do I win um, <laughs> we used to have it where a bucket of slime would fall yeah <laughs> okay great taco style popcorn oh I got some of that um, when it comes to women working in that kind of collaborative space uh, it can be it usually is sillier mm -hmm. There usually is a little bit of, um, um, and it can be a little bit more, um, like, it's less competitive. A lot of women feel like they need, like, permission to do things. And also, like, the idea of apologies, mm. right? Like, I want it to be an unapologetic space. Mm -hmm. And even if you, uh, even if you shit the bed, I'm like, I don't care. Or if you oh. shit literally in a bed. For some of them, <laughs> is it almost just like they're apologizing even to be there? I, I don't want to speak for women. Yeah. I don't want to, and I don't want to put that out there. And like some people it will resonate towards and that could be men and women and that's yeah. okay. And like, I'm open to opening this up uh, probably eventually. Right now I feel like it's it's a place in which I see women dropping off in numbers yeah. as they go on. And I don't, uh, I don't want that. I want women to be able to collaborate in this space and feel um, supported mm -hmm. and, um, but I also don't want to speak on behalf of them. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? For sure. All you know is like what you've observed, right? Yeah. Uh, and I've observed like a lot more men will come out and be like, hey, can I grab a spot on this show or whatever? Where women will sort of wait and be like, why aren't I being asked to be on this show? And it's like, no, like there's like this understanding that women aren't supposed to like go up and like grab what's theirs. You know what I mean? Because whatever, whether it's how you're socialized or if you think like, and again, I can't speak for all women either. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, I don't want to speak for all women. I just, I like, I was on a trip which was called Widowmaker. Mm -hmm. I saw you guys in Ottawa, but I still lived in Ottawa. Can you oh. believe that? Anyway, I said, you Crazy. guys, you ladies, what you women. Us ladies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with that of, like, I know I had developed a certain skill set from being around all women. Mm -hmm. I learned how to play differently, you know, and that provided me with a different perspective which was both, once again, good, bad, right? And I think yeah, different. that. Different. different. Yeah. yeah, different skill. So, yeah. And I think also, of like, uh, men can take a class and it will be all men in the <laughs> classroom, and that is can happen quite often, right? For it to be an all-female class, that's a different dynamic. Yeah, in comedy, it's, it's often shifted towards more men. Yeah. Which is why I uh, like comedy clubs better than music venues. <laughs> so easy to get to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, side note. Yeah. Uh, it's for women and it's for anybody who identifies as a woman. Yeah. That is who the class is for. Perfect. Great. I, yeah, when I was, and this is, yeah, so when I was in Vancouver, they were like, oh, so what's it like being a woman in comedy? I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, I just was like, it's great. It's great. I'm great. It's great. Like, what? Come over here. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I was like, I'm just like, I think I went up an octave. It's great. What part of your face did you touch? I was like, it's great. It's great. It's great. I'm just like, Seinfeld. Yeah, I know. Those 90s references are not on point tonight. 
I'm just trying to make it about Janet, oh not oh, about Star Trek. That's also like a, a maneuver as well of like make it about the other person. <laughs> so like I'm I'm working it tonight. Ah, um, about what about making it about? That's what I always do is I make it about the other person. So right. Makes sense like conversation, mm. podcasts. Great. This it's podcast is about you. I know it's really challenging for me. All right, let's yeah. dig deeper, Ned. No. <laughs> that's a different podcast. Dig deep, deeper? digging deeper. Digging deeper. It's oh, a mining pattern. Digging in. Yeah, with Allison. Yeah. Friend of the podcast, Allison Dorf. Nice. Mm-hmm. Hi, Allison. How are you? Don't make it about Allison. No, it's about you. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> All right, tell uh, maybe tell us about like uh, about your play. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite stuff to do improv wise? Okay, so for me, yeah, you got something? No, I'm waiting for it. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Uh, so for me, like I love, uh, like I really love. Dave Rozowski came down and he did a bit on architecture, mm. uh, talking about the way in which you start a scene and the way and the distance in which you are your partner and what does that yeah. mean and the way in which you're standing to each other. Like, so I love starting scenes like that. Whoa, okay. Yeah. It's that- very, like, acty. It's very acty. Like, yeah. And it's dramatic, and I like it when you find, uh, you know, a want in a scene, uh, you know, when it's about people who care about each other. I tend to go more towards those kind of scenes. So, yeah. shout out to Dave. Yeah. Nice. Was he here? He, oh, no. He wasn't here recently. Or was he? Was he here recently? I don't think so. But okay. I've just been back for a bit. That's so. a good point. No, I don't remember. But I just see him traveling all over the place on his Twitter. And I'm like, did he come to Canada and I missed it? I just have him on Instagram. So. Oh, okay. Twitter. Pretty good. Have you right. heard of his Twitter? Wow. Uh, I mean, lately... Not, not so great. I'm glad to hear that you're getting mad at Twitter, Nick, because that means you're probably no. not going to spend as much time on I it. I know. I, I'm getting a lot more writing done. There you like... go. Great. Ooh. I think that was like the biggest viewpoint for me. Yeah. Where I was like, architecture, yes. I like this. I like this a lot. Cool. Is that like the structure of the scene? It's the they... structure that you are in relation to each other. It's like the physical... Yeah, so like... If... The physical space on the stage? From where you begin... Yeah, like, I think, well, throughout, right? Yeah. So if I'm, like, really far away from you and then I'm really up close, yeah. like, what that changed, so what changed with us, right? Yes. That, um, that's one thing that I notice a lot, especially on this JCB's uh, stage, the John Candy Box Theater, that people never play close together because it's such a wide space. Space. Nobody's ever together. And for me, I like to take photos during the shows oh, that I have there. Right. And it's like, get closer together! You want to use the full stage. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm like, I want you all to kiss! <laughs> That's my one goal as a producer is to get good pictures of people kissing. You need to do oh, like the February one is going to be nothing but canoodling. oh canoodle propaganda. Guess who's canoodling at dinner? Oh, or guess who's canoodling? Yeah, I guess love who's a good, canoodling. That's, a, that's my one woman show. <laughs> God, canoodling. What are you? Are you like from the 50s? Go through a 50s joke. Okay. <laughs> hey, canoodling the other day. <laughs> the podcast is called The Constant Struggle. Struggle. Yeah. So what would you say as a as a human being is your like biggest struggle right now in uh, achieving your artistic goals? Oh. Or just in life? Um, I mean, one thing is that like I am dyslexic. 
so that is just like it's just like a constant practical joke that's being played on me that must be frustrating. It's so frustrating. Uh, didn't you tell me you, it wasn't diagnosed until like later? Yeah, it yeah. wasn't diagnosed until like grade nine, and by that point, I was like, "What? I don't, I don't know what you want me to do with this." Yeah, <laughs> this is bullshit. I was like, I was like, "Thanks for the papers." Did they give you like what grade did you say? Grade nine. Did they give you like start giving you like different like colored paper to like? Pick? I know. I was just, like, I remember this kid in school who was like dyslexic, and they were like, "Here's some weird blue paper you put yeah. over top of stuff." I'm like, "How does that happen?" Like they put like they. It does if we're just making this up. <laughs> as we don't on. know. I think so. They gave me like a. It would be like blue plastic to put yeah. over top of stuff, but I'm like, it's reflective, you idiots. <sighs> Huh. Anyways. Now I can't see anything. <laughs> yeah. just, there's, you put me next to the window, so there's sun. <laughs> oh. uh, and my husband's dyslexic. And here, he, like, he always had problems uh, like with uh, with more like school stuff. But well, I bet. Everything yeah. is like, read this. No. What? I yeah, it's like, weird. Yeah. For the most part, it's fine. Like, mm-hmm. I just, like, just give me whatever you need me to read ahead of time, and it's totally okay. Um, like... Does it just take you forever to get through it? Not really. It's just like if you, like, I kept on doing this one show, which was Shakespearean, <laughs> and they kept on bringing in text, Ugh. and I would be like, cool, you can't give this to me the day of. <laughs> you need to send this to me, and, like, I had to repeatedly tell them. Yeah. So that kind of thing is frustrating, because um, I think people don't get it. They don't think just, about it. Because yeah. the thing with Shakespeare is like you have to read through it and be like, okay, what are they saying? And then Yeah. And it's such a yeah, it's always to such a like rhythm. It's mm-hmm. always or in iambic pentameter. It's yeah. always like uh, uh you know like yeah rhythmic flow. Flow. You can't just like yeah. And then old, also old structure. Yeah. English, not yeah. Old. yeah. Uh Dan told me that like for him it's like it's it's he'll like his brain will process what he thinks the word is going to be because yeah yeah which is often not the, the right word, word. <laughs> yeah i've done that too um yeah so that's frustrating as well when was he diagnosed like not until way late right. he, also he grew up in texas where they're like right. what you don't read good <laughs> here's a state. anybody yeah here's a state you win a prize <laughs> uh, i feel like i'm shitting on texas too yeah yeah just the education system yeah um so that was i mean like i did um have some really wonderful and supportive teachers um and then i also didn't you know like that balance of it as well of like some teachers were just fantastic um just fucking read i mean that didn't happen but um yeah oh i have i have this horrible memory of like i would go to this like remedial class and then they would put me in this other class they would follow it which they would do a spelling test i'm like but you didn't give me any of the words it was like a nightmare Uh, continuously so you like that that could be one of the reasons too that you like have anxiety (laughs) uh but also that you like being like that you like going places or you like settling in places before yeah because it's what what might be what what's going to come at me Mm. you know like if uh, it's one of the areas where you like okay I'm comfortable with this because I've prepared for it. What yeah. else in my life can I be comfortable with if I'm like more prepared for it? Totally. So in a way, it's helped you. Great. <laughs> Thank you, shitty education system. <laughs> you made me real prepared for life. Oh man. Do you I find guess. it affects you as an improviser? Um, only if I get tired. Okay. Sometimes I'll say the wrong thing. Uh, <laughs> like it's like 
I don't know if maybe it's something different of like I'll get verbal <laughs> dyslexia and I'll be like that's not what I meant to say um, so that yeah or if I teach for a really long time like did those words make sense like, are your students just mind? like looking at you funny and they're like oh I did the thing again didn't yeah. I? Uh, I ramble so that's uh, like I feel like similarly I'll ramble for a long time and I'll be like is, are you still listening to what I'm saying because I stopped paying attention a long time ago <laughs> Guys, if at any point in time I stop making sense, just put your hand yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. And if your hand, all your hands are up, then I know. <laughs> I know. I'm it's not just this guy in the front row. <laughs> Pay attention. Uh, cool. Any other like struggles? Yeah. Love a good struggle. Story. Love a good struggle. Well, Nick, where are you at struggly wise right now? Did you just make this podcast about Nick? Yeah, well, I just thought like, like oh, this way you could prepare okay, and get yeah, ready yeah, for yeah, okay, it. Yeah, yeah, cool. And this way, it's just it's more of like a it's a push pull situation. I love it. Yes. <laughs> I understand this. Well, Bree, we're in September now, and oh. everything's kicking back off with the kids going back to school. Hooray! Oh. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, at first I thought it was a good thing because it's like, oh, I'll be able to get my structured days back and. Um, hit my two pages a day for my writing and everything yes but uh, it seems like all the there's all these activities that are booting up for the whole year that we're having to go to the like introductory yeah like yeah. teacher meetings uh max starting girl guides for the first time so that cookies. was like yeah. Want cookies? yes there you go. are they the mint yeah chocolate yeah well, because I don't that's know a what... seasonal thing right so the 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 um like the, the chocolate vanilla one yeah, yeah. So those are one season, and then the mint are a different one. That's what oh. I've been told. It's mint season right now. Uh, yeah, and I am in. Chocolate mint. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we're getting a lot of that feedback. Right yeah, because it's the good season. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not the it's shitty the, season. It's the pumpkin spice latte of, of cookies. Kind of. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I like uh, chocolate vanilla season. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, the, the well, dukes are up. Yeah. What? <laughs> Very <laughs> nice to meet you. Good day. Oh, no. But we have you could hit our hour, no! <laughs> Bring back the hostility. I mean, bring take what? in what? the hostility. Sorry, right. Down, down. All right, okay. Just for what, what do you think about those chocolate? All cookies are great. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I come to. Yeah. Hashtag all cookies are, matter. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. All right. So you're. Uh, it's difficult because you got. Uh, oh, we're still on me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was done. No. Uh, all right. No. But we I, talk about it. We do a bit, and then we come back. To okay. Right. <laughs> we, wait. We have a structure. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm trying to. I'm coming up on my deadline for my book. I gave myself a year to do it, and yeah. that's coming up next month. And I think I'm going to be late by a couple weeks. Unacceptable. I know, and it's my. How I deal with that is by being angry and grumpy with everyone around me. <laughs> so. You know, it's okay to be late for things. Yeah, I know. Especially as like it's Don't get mad at me. What's my own <laughs> my deadline. It's not going anywhere right. until it's ready. So Can you uh, I just want to be done with it. Can <laughs> to you be solve that by giving yourself like another deadline, being like, I know I'm gonna be late, so I'm going to push this deadline back. Yeah, I'm worried about doing that until I past the first deadline. I see. Yeah, so I think what I'll do is I'll treat myself like my own professor and ask for an extension oh, when I get within 24 hours. <laughs> it worked in school. What if the boss doesn't agree? Well, it's me, so that's going to get weird in a hurry. <laughs> no, you can't hand it in. No, oh, God. I guess the book's done here. Oh, Janet. Yes. <laughs> 
Sorry, I spent the last five minutes being like, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? <laughs> so did you hear anything that makes sense? No, I just smiled and nodded. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's what I do day. normally in the podcast. Yeah. What? No, uh, joking. Guys, the whole point of improv is being present and listening and not thinking about what you're going to say next. Which is exactly what I was doing. Guilty as charged. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's, um, I think uh, a struggle I have right now is being back. Mm -hmm. uh, And then just being, like, wanting to be busy. (laughs) Right. Right, just, like, wanting to be doing stuff, wanting to be preoccupied. Um, yeah, man. Uh, uh, not man. I mean, like, I think that that's, like, there's a balance to that as well of, like, having experienced of, like, cool, great, of, like, wanting to be busy but not being too busy. Like, having yeah. a work-life balance, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah. I had somebody tell me, like, cause as soon as I left my CP position for my year off, yeah. uh, I was talking to my counselor, and I was like, I just feel like, like, because I'm not going to be making as much money, I'm going to want to make decisions that are based on, like, how do I make more money? And that's just going to be taking on more work yeah. elsewhere. Like, I'm, like, already, like, looking for part-time jobs and stuff. And it's like, no, the whole point was to, like, take a little step back here. Mm-hmm. So do that, you know? And, and you're slowly coming back into it. You don't have to be like, yeah, you know, like, you could take a couple take yeah. a little step. Baby steps. Baby, Baby steps. steps. Yeah. And I that's think- a sound psychological view. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's one thing that's coming up. Um, I think another thing, um, that's, might be too dark. No, there's no such thing. Um, yeah, I mean, like, one, uh, my dad has been receiving, um, radiation. Because he had, uh, like, cancer 12 years ago. He had prostate cancer, and then his PSA levels went up. Mm. Uh, so he's gone back in for that, so that's been... Uh, challenging as well of like just being like cool great I don't you know I don't know how to support him yeah yeah and dads are different too right because a lot of times dads aren't like reach out and you know let me tell you my feelings you know yeah. more like yeah, it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I wish that's yeah yeah <laughs> my dad <laughs> I it's most too. weird <laughs> whoa <laughs> Yeah, I think it's that thing of like, uh, like I went down, I was like, I'm going to go down after his first week of treatment, I'm going to go down, I'm going to visit him. Because are they, or is your dad still in Carson? That's where he lives. Yeah. He's been up in London, Ontario. So he's been staying there for the week. Um, cool. And then I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to visit him. And then just being like, I don't know if this is the right choice. Right, because you're hypersensitive. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think just being there, you know, just checking in on him. Yeah, like that. Now how's he doing? He's doing fine. He's Good. doing great. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if I can say he's doing great, um, but like, he seems to be in good spirits. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. I phoned him up today, and I was like, "Hey, Dad, how's it going?" He's like, "Good." I'm like, "He's like, I'm like, he's doing good." And he's like, "Oh, I'm having a smear off." And I'm like, <laughs> "Nice." He was just like, "Well, I mean, like, you know, like." The bottles and like so the mixed drinks <laughs> like smeared off ice. Oh, yeah. no, no, is your like dad a cooler? A, yeah, like a, a cool. grade nine girl. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh no, I am on board with that. That no, sounds like a fun ice. time. Yeah, we're all gonna go home tonight and get Renka smeared off ice. Um, and I remember I was in France once and I had like 
it was like we were going to a rugby game and it's like mm. we need to get drunk quick before we get there and then this like giant bottle of Smirnoff ice or Smirnoff 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 because we only had them in the like small little whatever like personal but this yeah. was like a massive one it's like bah, here we go is that right <laughs> is that part of rugby is getting loaded uh yeah surprising yeah. Uh, not playing no uh, watching certain well oh, okay. I think most I mean you don't have to what? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Rewind. What? Uh, most of my time in France was when I was not working. Yeah. Right. How do I get drunk very quickly? Right. And usually the answer was, well, this wine is two euros. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Blah. Blah. All right. I oh, I almost tasted that one. Blah. <laughs> uh, that was me swallowing the wine, not I know. But that up. No, because no, you're going straight down. Oh, I got you. Go, 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 go. Yeah. So you can't like a duck. <laughs> I hope they picked up that sound. That was a gross sound. That was a super gross sound. <laughs> That'll live on forever. Yeah. Podcast. podcast gross sounds. Okay, well, yeah, man, of course, like, family stuff is, is, uh, is tough. And it obviously affects, like, everything, you know, everything that you've got to do because it's, it's there in the back of your mind. You know, these people brought you into this world. Like, you obviously care about them. Yeah. Especially when you're a comedian who has a good relationship with their parents, which is uh, often not the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's like a pre-existing thing. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of, yeah. Well, it's good that they're able to find this stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, uh, quicker than they used to be, certainly. Yeah, and more dudes are just going out and getting and tested, I, too, which time, is a nice change. From, yeah. Well, I'm sure this bowling ball growing out of my balls is fine. <laughs> It's totally normal. Did you ask your dad if he had a bowling ball growing out of his ball? I'm so sorry I brought this up. I'm so sorry to everybody. Um, it's true. I will live, I will live with the consequences of this action. Uh, yeah, it's funny though, because like, yeah, that was it. Like, men for a long time were just like, oh, I'm not gonna go check it out. Yeah, what are you doing, your dad? Uh, that's my dad. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get other struggles now. I'm like, desperately trying to think of other struggles. Nick, um, what do you got for Janet? What do you want to know? What well, look at Janet do okay. her face balls. What, what <laughs> does your day look like when you're Second City-ing? So when I'm teaching at Second City? <laughs> yep. Great. So I sleep until about 12. Yeah, girl. Seriously? Okay, yeah, Tough I, start. Okay. Yeah, right. So I sleep until about 12, get up, have some breakfast. Tad out, I, I teach at 3, so maybe take off at about 2. Okie dokie. Bike down here, work. Three to six, go, probably go hang out with some people afterwards, and that's my day. I would teach once a week. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think that, like, a lot of the times, uh, comedians feel like, I don't know, no, we don't feel bad, but, like, it's, like, a thing to be, like, whoa, that's crazy that you wake up at noon, but, like, well, I mean, we stay at, like, but when I you're doing a show, your show is, yeah. like, 9 p.m., totally. or, you know what I mean? Like, you're... Yeah. You're working at least until like 10, 11 p.m. I, I realistically get about up about 10. Yeah. So that's usually what it is. And usually if I have anything to do, I'll do it at night. Right. right after I get home. Yeah. Like, are you getting stage time to yourself as well? Yeah, because you like, produce shows. Yeah. So uh, a show right now. Yeah, yeah. So I produce a show which is called Never Have I Ever, which is based around the drinking game. Um, are you familiar with that drinking game? It's. Sounds familiar, and I kind of don't have any memory, so I've probably yeah, played probably it. Yeah, you probably played it. Everybody has a vague memory of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's why I'm hosting in that one. Okay. So, But everything really awesome about getting me out in shows, so thank you. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think it's, I mean, like, I think the thing of being back is restructuring my time. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Figuring out where I want to put my time. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, there it's is. It's cool that you're your own boss with that. It, it is, but, like, it's also, like, scary as hell. Oh, so, yeah, like, yeah. Like, also there's also, like, also ah! Yes. Like, a Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. So. How does he structure his time? Yeah, what is scene two? It's mostly me shaving. Plotting? Okay. You also have to, yeah, find out, like, where the best places to set up traps in your (laughs) place would be. That's pretty much saying my time is spent between shaving and setting up traps. And ordering pizza. Yeah, and ordering pizza, but, like, all cheese. Yeah. But with dipping sauce. Like, (laughs) I've upgraded from the first Home Alone movie. That's important, I think. Garlic dipping sauce? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. That pizza looked uninspired. It was TV pizza. Yeah. Probably sitting around for hours. Yeah. Totally. But he's Chicago, right? Not okay. Common misconception. I know. Chicagoans don't, don't the eat Chicago the deep. Pizza. It's the tourist pizza. Chicagoans yeah. like just like they are just they're, they're like look at they're just like normal people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a tourist pizza. Wow. I don't care. I it's fucking delicious. ate the fuck out of the oh, tourist man. pizza last weekend. <laughs> yeah, like one thing I remember of being in Chicago was the food. Yeah. Oh, you took the like. Was it the annoyance? Yeah. I was that the week long or the six week long? That was just a week long. How was that? I'm Great. thinking about doing it. Do it. It was wonderful. It was amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, just like a really great experience. Really fantastic teachers. Was it Nick? Who? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nick came in, and uh, yeah, but that was also like, yeah. Whenever I go to Chicago, I'm always like, the food's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. What do you eat in Chicago yeah. other than pizza? I don't eat anything other than, other than pizza. pizza. I know, like, like the food's so good, and I'm like, all I did was eat bread and cheese while I was there. I hear your hot dog game is. Oh, yeah. Top drawer as okay. well. Yeah. Dan's like, always like, the sausage. I'm like, okay. There was like, uh, it's just basically different versions of bread and cheese. Yeah. 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 I did have like once, like I bought a sandwich on the way out, just like at like this corner deli. And it was like, I was like, this is the greatest sandwich I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I never want to leave this city because of this the sandwich. sandwich. It's like, not even like, nobody recommended it. What it kind of just, sandwich was it? I don't know. It was <laughs> Ah, there were pickles. It was just <laughs> so good. It was such a good sandwich. Can I say I had that experience in France? Yeah. And where you're like, oh, yeah, like a of course. Cook I, monsieur or something? It wasn't even a cook monsieur. This is what it was, okay? It was like the simplest sandwich, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I never, again, I never want to leave this country. It was, right. It was like a French baguette oh, yeah. with ham, mm-hmm. and cheese, yeah. and butter. Yeah. And that was it. Oh. Yeah. And it was the most delicious thing because the ham tastes better, because the cheese tastes better, and yeah. the butter tastes everything is just like heightened into it's just it. better. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's just a ham sandwich. Yeah. Why is it so good? Anyway. We had like, I don't know, it was like a pizza, but in it was like a pie. A pizza pie. <laughs> That's what I'm explaining right now. <laughs> <laughs> Something on top. Yeah, the Chicago stuff. Yeah, you put the crust in there, and then you put 
cheese that's made on top. Yeah, but you don't put your an own extra egg. crust on top. It sounds like a calzone, but like bigger. Yeah. It's like you took a pizza, took another pizza, and put them pizza on top. Sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I should have took the pictures. <laughs> Pete sandwich. Oh God, oh. bless, bless that city. God, it's fun, right? So eh? Yeah. Oh gosh. Even the drive there wasn't that bad. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That'd be a nice drive. Yeah. Thinking about it for the summer, if they can change their president. Yeah. Right there. Um, I drove into New York City once for an improv festival. NYC? Was Adele close? Yeah, I think so. Nice. Bigger in New York. It's a nice drive, too. It was a nice drive. Yeah. yeah. Through the Finger... Do you go through the Finger Lakes? Or I do you have to... remember. It was okay. really dark. When we, I oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> we drove straight. Yeah. <laughs> Did the darkness imply beautiful countryside and lakes? <laughs> uh, well, I've actually driven there once in the daylight and then once at night. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I don't remember any lakes or fingers. Okay. They're finger shaped. They're not full. Of what? <laughs> Hang on. Rewind. I mean, the medical waste one is. Oh, probably. Is there one of them? Is the middle one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <Little> finger lakes. <laughs> what are some of your other struggles? Oh man, dating. <laughs> Oh God! Don't get me started. I you're that was easy. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you can't. I thought it was easy. Now there's an app for it. Oh, it's yeah. the worst. Yeah, those apps are horrible. Oh, are did they? I mention I'm dyslexic? Swipe <laughs> 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 left. Damn it! Oh, I liked him. I really liked him. I can't. Oh, is that how it works? Like once you get rid of the person, they never show up in your feed again. Is that? Uh, do they ever come back? You can. There's like you can shake them back. <laughs> yeah, you I bet like, you can. This sounds like a Taylor Swift song. Shake it back. Shake, shake it back. back. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So you can be like, hey, wait, come back. <laughs> but sometimes they'll bring back somebody different. No, oh, not God. you. And I'm like, not you again. <laughs> you come back every time. Can they tell every time yeah. you reject? Oh, I got fifteen shake backs I think it's like, you know, you have to match up with them, oh, okay. right? So they have to pick you and you have to pick them and then it's gotta, oh. yeah, it's the worst. When I started hearing about this, I was like, oh my God, sexually transmitted diseases are going to go through the roof. Mm. And they kind of did. Mm. So is heroin use. Yeah. Whoa, is there an app for that? Yeah, I do have to pick the heroin. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is with heroin is it picks you every time. I know. It's like I'm like I know if I swipe right on it, it's gonna pick me. Uh, but I just can't quit you heroin. Are we comparing dating to heroin? Uh, Maybe. So what apps are you, are you using? The online apps? Or are you um, going the more uh, trying to meet somebody traditional way? Um, I I'm on Bumble. That's all I'm on. That one's good because they cute. have to like. Like ask you for yeah you yeah. haven't seen my sketch troop we have a whole scene about bumble do you in which dave is in a feed past you <laughs> yay i love it, I love it already. <laughs> oh man you sit like this is gonna just write itself <laughs> pretty much that's like that's where the idea came it was like uh we're dating but you're dressed like a bee <laughs> all right let's do it it's bumble <laughs> So like it so resembles the time we're in, right? Yeah, yeah. we're very uh, oh, what's that? We're uh, very big on bee culture, right? Now. Bee culture. Yeah, that's right. It's very important. Yeah, we're, we might lose them. Bees no, they'll, they'll be the okay. zeitgeist. Yeah. yeah, zeitgeist is the word I was thinking about. Yes, <laughs> or I wasn't thinking about. I yeah. wanted to be thinking about. It's the word you wanted. Yeah, it's not the word you had. Exactly. Yeah, but that one's good because like they have to ask you instead of just being like, "Here's my dick." 
Yeah. <laughs> they got it. You have to pick them. They have to pick you, but then you have to message first. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you have to make the um, first move. Yeah. And they're first. So they could respond with a dick. Yeah. But they can't dick. initiate with a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah you got it. <laughs> what? Nick looked very upset. It's like, it's so many dicks. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a lot of dicks. Uh, online dating. That's what I'm told. Like, you into it? And it's like, oh, oh no. That's your opening gamut? Oh, man. That's never happened to me. Good. Do you get any weird opening lines? Uh, no. That's yeah? Weird. Aren't they all weird? I guess anything other than, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Like, hey, you look like the face I want. You know, like, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Those are rare. Yeah. That's okay. good. <laughs> good. It doesn't sound as good as I thought it was. Yeah, like yeah. the idea of like setting it's up dopey. a profile and, and dating like, online is not all you dreamed it would be. <laughs> I, I think I, I put as, as minimal about me as possible. Okay, right? Yeah. Keeping the mystery alive. <laughs> right? Janet Davidson, woman. <laughs> Janet Davidson, alive. <laughs> Breathing human. <laughs> and then there's also like that thing of um, like I don't know. I've had people message me, be like, "How's your day?" I'm like, "I don't know you." <laughs> Fine. Good, great. Then I just feel like, like a teenager. Wow, <laughs> you have a really accurate description of online dating. Yeah, right. I know how it's like. So yeah, that was that's like there's just a weird disconnect in the dating struggle. Is yeah, real. it's real. It's out there. It's online. Yeah, if you want it, it's there. Oh great, Nick. Any do you any more? Any more questions? Yeah, what else do you want to say? What do you want to I tell us about yourself? I don't know. <laughs> what do you want to share? I just want to ask you guys questions. Like, what? Oh, all right. Just make it about you. Um, yeah. right. What's your, like, next big thing you're looking to do? That's it. I think that's, like, what... I know I want to put my energy somewhere. I just don't know what it is yet. Oh, Does that make sense? Yeah, that's yeah. a big struggle right there. Because I'm that's just, like, like... Yeah. Existential. Right? That's, I think it's... It's the struggle. <laughs> That is, that's everybody's struggle. So like usually I'm like, this, this, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do this. And and then and then right now I'm just like, I don't know what it is. Well, I don't know what's coming up. We hope you figure it out. And then let us know. Yeah. And I'll tell you all of the struggles that I've had. Love it. Thank you, Janet, so much. And uh struggle on. She's doing the live long and prosper Spock thing. But you can't see it! She's a Trekkie freak! Hey, that was episode number 42 of the Constant Struggle podcast with Janet Davidson. If you liked that episode, you could go back and check out uh, all our previous interviews and host casts and everything on our website at theconstantstruggle.podbean.com. Or you could check us out on the old Twitter machine at StrugglePod. Or on Facebook at The Constant Struggle there too. Podcast. Yeah. Pop in. Have a look. See if there's anything you want. Yeah. And uh, oh, say hi. Say hi. Say hi. And if you have any questions or you have any recommendations or people you'd like to hear interviews on or anything Or if you like want that, to be on the show. Yeah, let us know. If you're in the Niagara region. Or in Toronto, Mississauga. Or Mississauga. Look, anywhere in the Golden Horseshoe, we might be able to come out and figure it out. Oh, you better believe we would go to Hamilton for this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be the perfect between. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, come on, the hammer. Let's do it. All right. Or everybody else. No, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
Thanks for listening. Struggle on. I've always loved you.